Welcome to the Iconic Womanhood Podcast, where we celebrate and learn from the wisdom of authentic, brilliant, conscious, and creative women from all around the world. This podcast will leave you inspired, empowered, and equipped to become truly iconic. And now, here is your host, Akena. She is a transformational coach and speaker. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Iconic Womanhood Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about reclaiming your womanhood after infidelity or some other betrayal. You know, uh, yesterday I did an Instagram live. If you're not following me on Instagram, I invite you to come join me because I tend to do a lot of on the spot lives kind of, you know, as things happen, discussing things, or if I get an email or a, a DM, I'll discuss it. So come join me on Instagram. And I have uh, different things that I post that I think will be very valuable to you. And my Instagram handle is at iconic womanhood underscore coach. Uh, so I did a live talking about this and I got so much feedback that I said, you know what, I'm going to actually do a podcast on the same thing and share many of the same points. But you know how these things go as you're talking, other things might come up. So I want to talk about reclaiming your womanhood. And before I do that, though, I do want to mention a few things. One, I want to say thank you to all of you who have been listening, all of you who have been leaving reviews, sending me messages, uh, those of you that have made a you know a point of sharing this. I appreciate you. I would love for you to do something for me today. Can I ask you to, to help me and support this podcast? If it has meaning for you, if it touches you, what I would love for you to do is either do a screen recording or, you know, just do a quick uh, screenshot and post it on your social media. I would love for you to tag me on Instagram. Like I said, I'm at iconic womanhood underscore coach. Uh, you can tag me, let me know what you thought about it, what was meaningful for you. And if you have not left a rating or a review, I would so appreciate that because it helps me to know how you feel, but also it helps amplify the message so that other people can get to know about this podcast. And so I say thank you in advance for your support, for your love. I feel exactly the same way about all of you. Please keep those messages coming in. I appreciate you so much. Now let's get right into today's message. So today I want to talk about dealing, no, Scratch that. <laughs> Reclaiming yourself after infidelity or some other kind of betrayal. And I'm I'm putting that in sort of brackets so that you don't feel like, oh, I've never been, I've never experienced infidelity. And so you log off. No, most of us have experienced some sort of betrayal in some form, whether it is from a love romantic relationship or from a platonic relationship where there was a betrayal because at the end of it, that's really what infidelity is, a betrayal. However, I'm going to talk about some particular things. The reason why infidelity is the big sort of title is because of the way we have, as women have been socialized to see ourselves in relation to our desirability to men and 
marriage and relationships are used as a metric of that. That's why so many women, you know, when they get married, they feel as if, yes, girl, I have arrived because marriage is a metric. It's a metric uh, that they now say, okay, I'm successful. I have, I'm desirable enough for someone to say, I want to marry you. Now, let me just say this ahead of, ahead of everything. I've been married uh, and uh, I've been single. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I've experienced uh, different states. I'm also a mother and I'm a mother of girls. And I'll tell you what I say to them and what I say to all women. And I've said this before on this podcast, but just in case you are hearing this podcast for the first time, let me say this. We need to change our mindset around this. One, because just because a man wants you to be his wife does not mean he has any intention or knowledge of how to be a husband. A man who wants a wife is different from a man who wants to be your husband. Can we say that again? I tell my girls, please don't marry a man who just wants you to be his wife. Marry a man who wants to be your husband because the business of husbanding is cultivating, is supporting, is making sure that you are your best as well. But a lot of men come into these relationships with the idea that you are here to serve them particularly those that come from my part of the world. And so let me tell you about my part of the world, just in case you don't know. I was born in America. I am very much an American, but my roots are in Nigeria. I was raised for a large part of my life in Nigeria. And I am from the Eastern part of Nigeria, which is particularly patriarchal. There are many wonderful things about our culture, many, many wonderful things. However... There are some challenges that we have in our gender equality, equity type things. In fact, uh, I don't know that we have uh, a lot of our traditional ways, the, the way people think traditionally, really, uh, there is no gender equality, you know, because we still have things like bride price, even though bride price is very uh, nominal and uh, symbolic, but there's still many men that have this idea that I almost am buying you and therefore I own you. I own your intellectual labor. I own your physical labor. I own your spiritual labor. You are here to make my life easier. There are many men and don't be fooled. Don't be fooled by the how American or British or whatever it is they sound. Don't be fooled <laughs> by the education this thing is so deeply socialized in us and, and in women too. So you have to understand that because we have this as our way of thinking, it impacts everything. And we also have this idea that if a man desires you, you are then somehow more valuable. And you see it in the conversations around high value women. And I talk about high value women a lot. But when I talk about high value women, I do not mean your desirability to men or how you can perform for the male gaze. A high value woman, as far as I'm concerned, is a woman who is doing what God has called her to do, who understands her worth, who is leaning into purpose, who is love and light. Okay. 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 Who can forgive herself, who can show grace and compassion, who adds value to every room that she enters. And I believe the same of a high value man, a person with integrity, a leader, 
I, I really see it that way. I do not see that we are here to perform. Our, our relationships between men and women are supposed to be complementary. Our relationships, whether romantic or platonic, are complementary. They add value. They are a blessing, a gift, a joy, but they are not a validator. Because if they were validators, you know, and those of you that don't know, I'm a believer. I'm a Jesus follower. Jesus never got married. Hello. Like if they were validators, Paul did not get married. Hello. And don't say just because he's a man, there are women. I mean, we know that this is a gift. It is not a must. And so the first thing about reclaiming your womanhood after infidelity, and, and in fact, period, like right now, let's reclaim, let's all reclaim our womanhood right now. Get clear on the understanding that your value, your worth is not determined around a man. It is, you, you cannot center yourself. Let me say it's in Nigerian English. You cannot center yourself in a man or in maleness. You were created a woman. So you have to center yourself in yourself. You center yourself in God first. And, and I believe God is within, right? God is within us. And so you center yourself in God within you. This is critical, critical for us to be able to reclaim our womanhood. So as we talk about that, the very first thing I want to say, when you, if you have experienced infidelity in a marriage, the reason why I went through all of that was to say, once you remove the feeling of my identity is tied to being married, you will have the ability to think clearly and to make decisions based from a place of being empowered. This particular podcast, though, is not about making the decision. You see, typically, whenever there's something like infidelity, which is a massive breach of trust, right? Whenever there's something like that, the first thing that people start to think about is the relationship between the person who uh, did the cheating and the other person in the relationship, right? Immediately, there's this conversation about that relationship. This podcast is not about that. And why? It's not about that relationship. It's about your relationship with yourself as a woman. I think that that relationship is actually the most critical relationship to repair and restore in a season after you have been through this kind of betrayal. You have to look within and repair your relationship with yourself, restore your relationship with yourself, particularly because we have been socialized. We've been socialized. So even when you're conscious, even when you're quote unquote, woke, as my daughter would say, right? Even when that has happened, there's that old socialization that will rise up inside of you and you find yourself questioning yourself, questioning your value. Am I, am I still valuable? Am I still worthy? You know, how could he do this? All of that stuff, right? And especially in the world we live in today, uh, we've had a number of situations in the last couple of years and, and actually quite recently where you see men, may, well, maybe more well-known men, right, going out there to cheat, so to speak, right? And uh, and then you see them saying things about the, the wife. Uh, I remember some years back, uh, Leila Rashan, her husband, uh, stepped out on the relationship, right? Or I guess they were separated or something along that line. And uh, you had in little Rashawn, I remember her. She's, you know, my, I guess, contemporary, right? 
had stunning, beautiful woman when she was young, stunning, beautiful woman as she's older, stunning, beautiful woman, period. Hello, period. Okay, period with the T. Okay, okay. Uh, but, you know, it was unfortunate because we live in a world, again, where women's value, hello, women, we have attached, we have allowed our value, or well, I shouldn't say allowed, it's just the way the culture is, right? Our value is centered around our desirability. And as such, people were then comparing how she looked, she gained some weight and things like that to uh, Nicole Murphy, who has a different sort of physical appearance, right? She is more um, fit, I guess, physically fit, as you would say, and looks a, has a certain look. Now, if you understand anything around, around desire and desire archetypes, which I teach in my Complete Womanhood course, you understand that there are many different types of desire. And this is why, as women, please stop judging yourself and comparing yourself to other women, because that desire archetype may not be your natural desire archetype. And as long as you keep striving for that, you'll never be able to bring forth your true, your true beauty because you have it, right? However you show up, God created you and therefore you are beautiful. The way you're beautiful is different from the way I'm beautiful and the way she's beautiful. But when you start comparing yourself and striving to be like her, you are missing the whole point and you are frustrating yourself trying to catch the eye of the man that is attracted to that kind of woman, because that's not the kind of man that perhaps is best for you. Uh, fair warning, I'm going to flow, right? If you listen to this podcast, you know that I will flow from different accents because I'm a woman from different places. I've lived in many parts of the world. Well, not many, but enough. <laughs> enough. And, uh, and so I, I bring all of that to the table. Okay. All right. So, you know, this is the thing we have to stop identifying ourselves with those things and making yourself frustrated. You know, you're trying to be lean and, and thin, and, and that's not the way your body was created. You're trying to be curvy. I see so many women. I mean, now, right, this is the big thing. You're getting the BBL and all of that, trying to be more curvy. Well, okay, you know, we've seen how that plays out long term, you know, back in the day, women were getting their boobs bigger, and now they're taking those implants out. So, hey, I have nothing against plastic surgery, but I think it's so important to ask the questions about what you really want, and what really works for you. So back to the matter at hand, reclaiming your womanhood, whether before after never had a relationship, never had infidelity, is first and foremost centering yourself in God and understanding that you are a uniquely created being and you were created with intention and attention and there is no mistake in you. You're literally flawless. Flawless. Okay, say it with me. I am flawless. Now, next thing, let's talk about the ideologies that have to change. There's something that we say all the time that I really feel is important that we, we stop saying. We say, I was cheated on or he cheated on her. And I talked about this yesterday and I said, you know, when I got this awareness many, many years ago, it was a game changer for me. And I think it's so important that we begin to change the narrative around cheating. You know, when a man cheats, we say he cheated on a woman. Let me tell you something, whether man or woman, when you cheat, you do not cheat on the other person. You cheat on yourself. The scripture says he who commits adultery destroys what? His own soul, his own soul. 
So you are actually destroying your own soul. You are wasting your own destiny. You are pouring out your own seed. There are so many, and I, I know that women cheat too. So, hey, this is not, you know, saying that only men cheat. I know. And I know not all men cheat. So this is not about that. Feel free not to waste your energy trying to argue that uh, in, in the comments or anywhere, right? But for the purposes of this conversation, I'm speaking to women in particular, right? And I'm speaking about men who have cheated. Now, you can take this and extrapolate to whatever group you want to extrapolate to. Feel free. That's fine. But I am saying that so many men have been taught that when you cheat, you're cheating on her. Women too, you know, he cheated on me. And women in particular, we tend to carry shame again because we've been socialized to see ourselves as valuable based on our desirability. And so when he cheats, you see yourself as less desirable. Like he didn't desire me enough. That's why he cheated. First of all, that's not necessarily true. That's not necessarily true. There are some men that have beautiful wives, desire them, but because of their issues, their programming, their insecurities, they need more validation than any one human being can give them. And that's true. There are many men that are literally starving for validation. They need to hear daddy, daddy, ooh, baby. All, they need to hear 24-7. They are constantly out there looking for somebody to feed that void inside of them. You can't feed it. You cannot feel it. You can stand on your head. You can turn around. You can walk around. Whatever it is you need to, you want to do, you can't because it's a God-sized void, you know? And if you're listening to this and you are going from woman to woman to woman, you know, I just want you to know you need Jesus. And I'm not being funny. Real talk. You need to stop and ask yourself, God, I need help. It's a sign that something is wrong. We've normalized promiscuity among men in this culture. We have called it everything, but what it is, it is a sign that something is wrong. You can have a healthy sexual appetite, but if you are indiscriminate, indiscriminate in the way you handle your sexual energy, you have something wrong. You do. And you're holding yourself back. Let me say this really clearly. You are holding yourself back. Because if you understand the power of sexual energy and transmutation, how sexual energy can be transmuted into creative energy, then you understand what you are doing to yourself. There are many men because of their promiscuous ways that never achieve destiny. They never even connect to their purpose. They spend their lives just on the surface from one vagina to the other. At the end of the day, when you die, I've never seen an obituary that says he was good in bed. Never. Have you? I've never seen that. I've never seen that he was known for his sexual prowess. Yet this is what we tell ourselves that masculinity is about. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Let me get off the pulpit for a minute. Let me get back to the, let me get back to the matter at hand. <laughs> you destroy your own soul when you commit adultery. It is not about the other person. Yes, it hurts the other person. Yes, you as the other person, your ego, your, your, your betrayed, your trust is broken. It hurts. I'm not saying it doesn't hurt, but I want you to recognize that it is not about you. It is about that other person. So you have to divorce yourself from the idea that, 
his behavior or her behavior for that matter is about you. It's about them. Even if there was a gap in the relationship and on my Instagram uh, live yesterday, I shared how I'd heard it all. Really, you hear all the justifications. Oh, uh, she wasn't good in bed. If you want to hear what I said about that, go to Instagram. I'm not going to say it on this podcast. Go to Instagram live and watch it. You know, she didn't cook. She didn't do this. She wasn't my soft space. She wasn't my peace. All of those things. Listen, of course, there are going to be gaps in relationships, but that's our responsibility to fix it. If there's a challenge in your relationship, then you work on it. But if you decide to go outside of the relationship, that's not about her. That's about you, whoever it is that went outside. That's about you, my love. It's about you. And honestly, I was saying on Instagram, I'll just say this really quickly, that one of the things that I uh, have heard is men saying, oh, you're not good in bed. I've heard women say, oh, he said I wasn't good in bed. I've actually heard men say that about women. Mm. Hello, hello, hi. sexual satisfaction in a relationship involves a number of things, including intimacy. And this, I just want to make this point for more of what I said, go listen to it. But I want to make this point. A lot of men now have become primed by sexual interactions that are devoid of intimacy. So if you're going to the strip club, if you uh, visit prostitutes, of different kinds because they're different levels, right? They're those that hang on the apps. They're those that are streetwalkers. There's still so many different kinds. If you uh, deal with hookups, because you might call it hookups, but hey, if it's transactional, there's no intimacy in there. When she's performing for you and she'll perform for her and perform for him and perform for the other person, uh, in, in one night she's performing for 10 people. And I'm not, not, I, look, I'm not here to knock anybody, but I'm here to say that is not an intimate interaction. It's not about you. She doesn't remember who you are tomorrow. If you're a regular, she might remember you, but she doesn't know you. She's not performing that. Her sexual acts are not because she cares for you. You're a customer. And so when you get used to those types of interactions that are devoid of intimacy, that actually is part of it. And so when you come back into your intimate relationship and you attempt to recreate it, you cannot, you cannot, because there's a detachment. There's a detachment that you have become used to. And so when you are trying to recreate those experiences, something is missing. It's like when uh, people cook uh, jollof rice, party jollof rice. There's a, there are people that cook it on the firewood. You know, they cook it. Those of you that are not from Nigeria, just follow along with me. There's something we call party jollof rice. You may have had jollof rice. I cook jollof rice in my house. But when you go to an authentic Nigerian party, they cook jollof rice in these big vats, these big Pots, massive pots, right? That can probably, you can put a small child inside, God forbid, but you can. They are big enough and they cook them on firewood so that smokiness gets into it. You cannot recreate that in a house. You can't. You can't recreate that exact flavor because it's cooked outside. Sometimes I even think the sweat from the mothers that are stirring it gets inside and you say part of the seasoning. Oh, I know that's not an exciting thing to think about, but hey, we all eat party jollof rice. It's part of it. And you cannot recreate that at home. And so sometimes when the person is saying it's is not what I wanted, it's because they have gotten used to street food. They are used to that thing outside. 
So women, stop making yourself feel frustrated. Stop carrying around all this shame because the reality is somebody who really wants to invest in the relationship and who wants an, a better life with you, whether it be emotional, whether it be financial, whether it be sexual, is going to invest in, in the relationship and not try to just make you feel bad. Because a lot of times those same people that are trying to make you feel bad to justify their behavior it's just so they feel better about themselves. They have no intention of working on the relationship, really. That's the truth. That's the truth. So when they throw out that accusation, it's so they can say, this is why. And I've seen women attempt to work on it, to bring, you know, bring different sort of, uh, I don't know, different, uh, I mean, I'm an innocent girl. I don't know, different kinds of things <laughs> to, to spice things up. And he's not interested in spicing it up because he doesn't want that with you. I hate, and, and this is why it's important to remove your idea of yourself from desirability. Okay. You know, his desire for you is not, should not validate you one way or the other, because people have desire for different things based on their own programming. There are some people who will always prefer a, a Big Mac or a Whopper or whatever it is, right? Uh, uh, some cheap hamburger to filet mignon. There are some people that, you know, they've never even had grass-fed beef or anything like that. They're only used to chuck. And so when you give them that, they're like, oh, this is, I'm not quite sure how I feel about it. There are people who want to put ketchup on a high, beautiful Kobe steak because they're just used to the taste of ketchup. So you should not devalue yourself in your mind based on somebody's lack of understanding of how valuable you are. Let's get back to the story. Look at, I can't believe this is just point one. I might have to do a whole podcast series on this. I might have to have to do a whole thing. Second thing I want to talk about is how it's so important that you reconnect to the love in your life, starting with the love of God. You have to know you're loved. You know, when we are, romantic love is what we are taught is love. Right from when we're very young, we're primed by all these stories, the novels, the films. We're primed to see romantic love as love, the only kind of love that matters. Romantic love is just one piece of the love that matters, to be honest. Because if you only have romantic love and you don't have the other kinds of love, you know, the brotherly love, if you don't have love for yourself, if you don't have divine, you don't have an experience of divine love, Shy. That romantic love cannot be enough. In fact, that's why a lot of relationships break down because so many of us believe once I find that love, you know, that song that says, at last my love has come along. My lonely days are over and life is like a song, a song. We have that idea at last the skies above are blue. Oh, Lord, come on, Edda James. We have that idea in our mind. And so we think romantic love is everything. And so when there's a break in it, it's like your life is over. And when you get into a relationship, you expect it to be everything. It cannot. It cannot. You have 
always had people, you know, we exist in community. You don't get married and then, yes, the scripture says he leaves his mother and his father and he cleaves to his wife. That's not talking about getting rid of everybody and not having love in your life from other people. It's talking about the way you come together and commit and, and work together and intention and alignment. But when you begin to believe that the romantic love is everything, the end all be all, you break yourself down. You break yourself down and you, you put too much pressure on the relationship. In fact, you can run the risk of idolizing the relationship, idolizing the individual, your partner. He becomes an idol. She becomes an idol. So important that we begin to understand that romantic love is just one of the pieces of love that should we should have in our lives, that we, we should be blessed to have in our lives. And when you don't have it, it's not the end of the world. Because if you look around, and that's Eros love, romantic love, there's so much other love. The love that we are meant to have the most, the, the critical love that Jesus talked about is agape love, right? You know, you're just meant to have love for humankind, for yourself from God. It says, love the Lord your God, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And, you know, when you love God and you connect to God's love for you, that is for me, for me, that is my foundation that that changed my life. I've been in the church my whole life. I was born in the church, raised in the church, went to church my whole life. But I did not come into relationship with God maybe until what? I don't know. 12, 13 years ago when I, you know, started my own journey, my own dark night of the soul. And part of that awareness was how much. God loved me. I had to hit that rock bottom place and 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 feel God literally pick me up. I had to understand that. That really centered me. And being able to connect to the love that you have all around you, from your friends, from your family, from the stranger in the grocery store who gives you a smile, who says, you look good. I see you, girl. You look good today. From that, you know, from the teachers, from the from the preachers, from the from me. Hey girl, I see you. Sending you love. Sending you love. So we have to start accepting that love. Accepting that love. It's so important that we do that. Getting centered in that awareness that love is more than just the love that comes from him, that partner. Because even if that love is withdrawn, once you are centered in divine love, you, know, you recognize you have love all around you, that love is like the cherry on top of the Sunday. It's not the whole Sunday. And so if someone withdraws that love, it's okay. Another one will come. Because then you're not manipulated. Because there's some people that really, they're not offering you love. They come into your life because they know you're hungry for love. You're hungry for love because even though there's love all around you, you haven't identified that as love. And so you're starving even though you're in a room filled with food. Have you ever seen somebody who's so particular about what they eat? And so they walk into a place and there's all kinds of food and they're like, uh-uh. Uh-uh, uh-uh, I don't want that. I don't want that. And then they're hungry. Or you have particular dietary needs, right? 
and all they have is meat and you're you're vegetarian you'll be hungry even though there's plenty of food there are some of us that are so primed to see love a particular way that we miss all the love around us i think somebody somewhere just got something from that just got set free got set free and so because you're hungry and starving sometimes people that know you are right they offer you the bare crumbs and you're so hungry you take it I've been down that road before. How many of you can say, can we, can we, hands up? I've been there. And that's why I can tell you categorically, you've got to learn to eat at the feast, feast on the love that is available from God and around you. God places love all around you. That way you will not be so hungry that you will accept rubbish from anyone else because it doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve them. Okay. So, reclaiming yourself after that kind of betrayal is also, and this could also work if you've ended a relationship or a relationship ended or something like that. This still works, this idea of reclaiming yourself. So really recognizing that you have to reconnect to the love around you, the love inside of you, the love outside of you, you have to connect to that. And the third thing I want to talk about, and I think I'm really going to have to break this into parts uh, because it will get far too long. But the third thing that I want to talk about is dealing with the pain. Because there are people that really, you're like, you know, I don't want to move on just yet. Or, you you know, the spiritual, spiritual bypassing. You're just trying to get me to move on. This is painful. You don't see it's painful. I see it's painful. I've been through the pain in my life. I've lived long enough that I've experienced betrayal, all kinds of betrayal. How, all of us, I mean, if you live long enough, you will experience it because humans, you know, humans will disappoint you. That's what we do. That's part of humanity. And so I've lived long enough to understand the pain of it. And that's why I'm telling you that it's so important that you learn, learn to acknowledge your emotions. I've said this many times on this podcast, feel your emotions. You don't suppress them. You don't deny them. You have to feel them. However, you do not build a shrine to them. You do not put them in a place of worship. They do not become your identity. So for example, I've heard women say, oh, I'm so broken. He broke me, my love. You feel broken, but you are not broken. Can we say that again? You feel broken, but you are not broken. You feel sad, but you are not sad. You feel angry, but you are not an angry person now. No. You may feel unloved, but you are not unloved. You may feel devastated, but you're not devastated. I want you to take that thing that you've been saying, I am, and turn it into, I feel. You've been saying, I'm depressed. I feel depressed. I feel fearful. Take it back. Take back your power by putting the emotion in its place. You've got to put the emotion in its place. Do not let how you feel become your identity. Okay, I think I can fit in one more point. And then we're going to do a part two of this. Okay, let me fit in one last point. Stop looking for closure from him. Stop looking for an admission of guilt. There are some people 
that are so deadened. Their conscience is so deadened. They cannot acknowledge it. Even if you catch them in the act, they will gaslight you. <laughs> and it's not even that they're consciously saying, I'm going to, that's just their, the way their process. Deny, deny, deny. Deny, deny. They will keep denying. Or they will minimize. Okay, I acknowledge I did this, but it's not this. Even though you know it's this, they will deny. That's how they operate. There are some that their sense of self is so fragile. I really want you to understand the kind of person that engages in infidelity. Because if you are not happy in a relationship, right, and you have a sense of self-worth and you have a sense of integrity and you know the relationship needs to end, you handle it. And you say, listen, this is not going to work. You handle it. Or like I've said before, if you really want to improve the relationship, you say, this is not working. I'm not happy. I really want to work on this. You work on it. But for you to become someone who goes outside, especially if you're someone who does it multiple times, I want you to understand that kind of person is not a strong person. And I, I'm just saying it is a weakness. Their sense of self is often so weak. Their ego is so fragile. So what it takes to own something, take accountability, that's strength. So if the person is weak, they've shown weakness already. They may not be strong enough to take ownership. So you cannot tie your happiness to their ability to take ownership. You cannot tie your happiness or being able to move on. Like I've heard people say, I can't move on because I don't have closure. Give yourself the gift of closure in this matter. Trust your own knowing. This is why... For me, the complete womanhood course, if you want to really reclaim your womanhood, reclaim your woman, womanhood, period. Like, like center yourself in your womanhood. This is so critical for you to live a vibrant, powerful life, joyful, feminine, all of the things you want to be wealthy, happy, loved, to attract beautiful things into your life. You have to be centered in your womanhood. You have to get deepened in it, rooted in it. And this is why in that course, I'm so specific about it. It's so in-depth. It's really in-depth. I take you through everything, right? From self-mastery, understanding your intuition, your, your sense of self, reclaiming your feminine voice, discovering your desire archetypes, learning about sensuality, learning about pleasure, all of it, all of it, all of it. And I take you through that, discovering your purpose, because that it's that's why it was called the Complete Womanhood Course. It actually wasn't called that initially when I first launched the course. I had a different name for it. I called it the Feminine Foundations, and we talked about success. And people were like, listen, listen, listen. I had a couple of people write me say, stop calling it the foundations. This is more than foundations. This feels comprehensive. I had one professor say to me, this is comprehensive. And the woman that took it, she's a professor, she's a mother, she's a, she's been married for a while. So this is also to let you know that this course is not just for young women, even though young women, I want you to take it right now because it will set you up and, and prevent you from crying premium tears. But it's also for older women to reclaim yourself. I'm in my late 40s. <laughs> I'm in my late 40s. I love it. And I'm living, I feel like I've turned back the clock just by doing this work. So I invite you to do the work. Now, this business of knowing yourself and trusting your own voice, trusting your truth, because over time, there's so many of us that have been taught not to trust ourselves. 
not to believe our truth. So when you say to yourself, this is what I see with my eyes, somebody will tell you, no, ah, hey, ha, ho, ha, all of this stuff, right? And you start disbelieving yourself. You start shutting down your own truth. And that's when you start requiring closure. A woman who knows herself, who who can, who can, has reclaimed her voice, who trusts her truth, who trusts what, this is what my eyes are seeing, this is what my ears are hearing, this is what my spirit is telling me, she doesn't need your closure. Okay, if you want to admit it, fine. If you don't want to admit it, fine. No problem. But I personally know, and that's enough for me. I want you to reclaim yourself. If you have been struggling with self-doubt, even though your eyes tell you, even though your ears tell you, in uh, one of the master classes in the Complete Woman Courses, wisdom, the feminine wisdoms, and I break it down. I break it down. Even though my senses, my spidey senses are telling me something. If you've been ignoring that, today I really want to challenge you to reclaim yourself. Reclaim yourself. Reclaim yourself. I want to pause here because we're going to come back for part two. But I want to pause here. And I really want to encourage you to know that you are gifted. You are blessed. You are beautiful. You are a wonderful, luscious, gorgeous, delicious, fabulous feminine being. God created you as a woman. You are not ornamental. You are not incidental. You are not secondary. No, 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 no. You are not created as a problem. You are created as a solution. You are purposeful. You are not meant to be seen and not heard. You are not meant to be manipulated and utilized. You are a divine being created in the image of God. It says male and female, he created them. And you are in the feminine manifestation. I want to encourage you to know who you are and to stand in that power. No matter what has happened in your past, your future is better. You can make it so. And I'm not just giving you motivational speak. I'm living proof of this. But first, you have to do your work. And if you feel like I can help you do your work, that's why I created the course. I have a number of ways that I work with women, but one of them is the Complete Womanhood course, which is completely self-paced. You can do this by yourself. You can take 12 weeks to do it. You can take 12 months to do it. Whatever feels most comfortable for you. And you can deep dive. You can keep going back to the material over and over again. And it's a series. You're going to hear my voice in your head. (laughs) And you will hear me like your savvy auntie, your big sis, your soul sis. Some of the women who take it are in their fifties. You know, I'm that. I'm your. I'm your girl. I'm here for you. That's why I created this for you because I don't want you to struggle. I've seen too many women cry premium tears. I cried too many myself. I said, no more tears are going to be shed. What's what is Mama Yana say? Not on my watch. <laughs> And that's why I created it. The other thing that I do, of course, I work with women in the mastermind. So the womanhood course, the complete womanhood course is really like the first layer because that's where you should go when you're doing your womanhood work. Now, after you've done your womanhood work, 
And some women who come into the mastermind, they actually get access to the women who work beforehand, right? When you come into the mastermind, you're at a place where you know you're called to lead. You're called to lead. And so you're wanting to rise into leadership, but through the feminine path. And that's what I do in the Iconic Womanhood Mastermind. In the Iconic Woman Mastermind. Ooh, Lord. <laughs> that's what I do with women. And I take them through a specific curriculum that really empowers them to lead, create sustainable success, not with ego. Because uh, there are some women that lead with ego. And you see it. And, and it's heartbreaking. You know, for me, when I watch it, is one of the reasons why I very intentionally put these modules together. And when you see women who've come through, their heart state their mind state, the success they're able to have is deep because they've done the rooted work. They've done the rooted work. You know, it can look good. There are a lot of people that look good on Instagram. They look good on all the different platforms, make a lot of noise, do all the things, but hmm, behind closed doors, uh, you know, for years I saw the other side of success and I came out and when I decided to build this business and, and to do this work, I said, I'm not going to be party to that. There's a better way. And by the grace of God, he gave me a download and I put it into action. And that's what we have here today. Some of you ask me, do I take private clients? I take a select few. It is my highest level of investment. So if you do want to work with me, of course, go to iconicwomanhood.com and you will see all the things that I'm talking about there. I have so enjoyed talking with you today. As always, I would love to hear your thoughts. I would love to hear what you're feeling. Uh, how has this been for you? depending on where you're watching this or listening to this, please go ahead and, and shoot me a message or leave me a comment or leave a rating or a review. Share this with someone. Tag me in your post about it. This is critical information for us. Just because somebody has hurt you, just because you've been through something difficult, does not mean that your life is over. In fact, in many ways, it is just beginning. God bless you. Talk to you soon. Be well. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. If you are listening to this show, it probably means you are ready to move from success into significance. Please visit us at iconicwomanhood.com and get a free gift to help you on your journey.